0: There is a promise to this song the world can crumble on us but God will never let us down the God that is faithful the God of this universe he will never let us down now how much do we trust The God that never lets us down. He never lets us down. And what I want to ask church, we're going to sing that part one more time. And we're going to sing it with conviction. With the conviction in our our hearts that the God that we serve is the God that controls every single detail of my life and of your life. He never lets us down. And he goes. You're never going to let, never going to let me down. Say it. You're never going to let, never going to let me down. Sing it loud. You're never going to let, never going to let me down. Yes. You're never going to let, never going to let me down. You're praise you because of your goodness. And Father, we praise you because you are a good God. You are kind, you are gentle, and you love your children. You are good. You are good. Good. Oh. You are good. Good. Oh, Sing it with me, church. You are good. On. he is holding on and he will never let go and we thank you father for the freedom of worship and we thank you for your presence here today we love you Jesus and it's in your name we pray saying thank you amen Amen. We had church. It sounded like you got mail. Let's give God a round of applause. Amen. You know, he deserves it. He deserves it. You know, we could give him a shout of praise and all that good stuff. It's good to see everybody in the house today. I, for one, am just full of joy. Every time I get a phone call and say, hey, what are we going to do our next pulpit swap? I'm on the phone doing this. <laughs> yeah, uh, whenever you want, man, I'm ready. And it's, I mean, it's a thing of beauty. I love worshiping here. I love um, having the opportunity to share God's word. And, and uh, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, you know, God is amazingly good. Y- y'all heard that? God is amazingly good. Now, here's a rule, and there's something that you need to know. Amens are free. So if you guys agree with something that I say, just say amen. Say it loud, you know. You know, we're Methodist. So we're not going to be charging for those. That's if you agree with what I'm saying. If not, you all know, just look at me weird, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. But God is amazingly good. Amen? So, you know, one of the things that and I want to and I want to share something. Our Latino ministry is growing. And it's gonna yeah, y'all give it up for God, man, because he is it, this this church is growing. We are in trouble because we almost ain't going to fit inside that chapel. So, I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm excited about, you know, this. And um, one of the things that, that I'm that we're doing the, in these days is we're going, we're we're sharing through, we're traveling, journeying through the Book of Acts. And we already, excuse me, learned about what um, about Peter and John and his persecution. We learned about Stephen and, and when Stephen was being martyred and and how Stephen looked to the heavens and 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 said, Father, do not take account the sin of these people. And and I remember, you know, the, the words of Jesus was Jesus when Jesus was on the cross, father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Now, if I would have been the one being stoned, I might have taken the stone and throw it right back at them. You know, I don't know, maybe, you know, but, but things that we learn through God's word, I mean, it's just amazing. And, um, I'm just, excited about what god is is going to be doing what he's doing and what is about to happen i don't know the how i don't have to worry about the how i know that god is about to pour fresh water to his to his glass amen y'all don't y'all don't believe what a word i said did you (laughs) y'all gonna get used to me in a minute um and one of the things that we've been traveling through the book of, of Acts, and we've been journeying through, and as I was journeying through, God has been speaking to my life. Um, and one of the things that, that I've been struggling with, one thing I don't, I don't take, you know, I struggle with a lot and is uncertainties. Uncertainties. You know, when I don't know what's going to happen next, I get a little bit uneasy, you know, and with, and with this whole... Um, you know, the, the, the topic of the hour, disaffiliation, you know? I mean, we've been, we've been going through this, and, and, and there's been, we, we've been praying about what's going to happen next until through this book, God has reminded me that it's not my business to know how he's going to do it. My responsibility is to obey what he has commanded me to do. I am not responsible for results. Amen. Because when God, when the Bible says He added each day, those that will be saved, it doesn't say I added, is he added, right? So please don't come to church because Jose is here. Please come to church because Christ is in it. Amen. So that just wanted to give that bonus round as the beginning of my sermon. Uh, and as we journeyed through this, we were journeying through this book, I love that story of Philip. And I want to read it, um, this part on Acts chapter 8, verses 27 through, through uh, 38. And uh, I'm going to read from the NIV version. And the word of God says this. So he started out, on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home was sitting on his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot, And stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said. Unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak to his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, please tell me, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip And the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for your word today. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you take over this message. I want to be obedient to you, Lord. I want to say what you are commanding me to say, what you ordain me to to share. And whatever doesn't come from you, Lord, I ask, Father, that you will shut me up. We want to hear you, from you. So use me as your, as your vessel. Open our hearts and our ears to the understanding of your word through this message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, when I was reading this story, and I, and I shared of it, Last last week, at our at Skyland Latino. One of the things about there were so many things that popped out through this from this story, in my mind, that associates with my own personal life as a pastor. Now, first of all, when we talk about this, there's two there's two men in this story. There was this this Ethiopian this high-ranked guy that the Bible is saying that he, he was coming back from his time of worship. He was reading the letters of, of Isaiah. And I don't know about you, but have you ever read something that makes no sense at all and 20,000 questions pop up in your mind and, and you have nobody to kind of clarify what in the world does this mean? I think this is what this guy was, was, was experiencing. So you have him. Then you have a man named Philip. Now, Philip, he, and, he knew, he had such a beautiful relationship with God that he knew to, how to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Now, you guys know this about me, that when I'm reading, I, like, I, I try to put myself in the place of the character of the moment, right? So I'm putting myself in place of Philip, right? So I'm over here thinking, if I was Philip, and at the moment, the Spirit of God would come to me and say, hey, I need for you to go to the chief of the Brookhaven police. I need, to you, I need for you to go over there and, and, and stand next to that squad car. You know, me, as a pastor, I'm over here thinking, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I wanna to go to a crusade, you know, I wanna preach at a at a big event, you know, I wanna share God's word and and in this Coliseum, you know, where all these people are. You know, and when I was thinking about that, as a pastor, we are our our biggest thing is that we wanna see churches being full. You know, we want to see, and, and I remember one day, and I remember when I started in ministry, that was my thing. When, when the church was empty, you know, I would get all frustrated. And they, God had to work with me on that. I'm being honest. God had to work with me on that. One day, when we, when we started our Latino ministry at Harvest Point in McDonough, the very first week, now... I know there's this house is full of Braves fans. I get it, you know. You know, you know. I'm trying to convert Carlos, but he won't let me. You know, and and me being apparently the black sheep of the group because I'm a Yankee fan. My pin, my blood type is pinstripe, so you know it's. So here we are, first week of school of, of church, first week of Bible study. You know, I mean, we we're starting this ministry. I don't want to let you know. We don't want to let. God down, right? So the Yankees are in town. It gets better. So the Yankees are in town, and I get a call. A dear friend of mine who was a chief judge in Henry County. No, I don't know him like that. You know, I, I used to, We used to serve together. We were at the same church. Played a mean sax, man. That guy was on point. He texts me through these beautiful blackberries that we used to have. And he says, Hey Jose, you got two tickets for Braves Yankees. You wanna go? And I said, Bet, when is it? It's Tuesday. We, had, we were gonna have our first Bible study that Tuesday. I kid you not, I was tempted to cancel. But I said, no, I can't do that. You know, this is not right. I, I don't, I'm not going to cancel. I'm not going to do that. I said, Ben, I'm sorry, man. I mean, I can't make it. Oh, I hate it. But I have Bible study, you know, and, and, and so I can't cancel. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm sorry, man. I wish we could have gone. Yeah, you know. So we get, I get to church. Nobody showed up, not a one. I'm over here thinking, Sunday is coming. I'll get you. So I didn't do that, but, you know, I didn't get them. I was was thinking about this because it was only me and God. And I'm over here thinking, very funny, God. (laughs) I could have been in a Yankees game. But I think God wanted to see if my first love was him or my favorite baseball team. They lost that day anyway, so, you know, it's all good. I didn't want to go to that. But then I get home, and I, I'm turning on the game. I'm texting him. I said, Ben, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game. Where you at? See the guy with the yellow shirt behind home plate? Yeah, all the oohs and ahs was coming out of my pores. Uh, But then again, sometimes God works with us like that. I learned that what God requires from me as he requires from us is faithfulness. It's obedience. The results, he will take care of them. He will take care of them. We talked. I mentioned disaffiliation earlier, and I kid you not. There comes a point where the uncertainty is so real in me that I'm like, "What's going to happen?" and all this other stuff, and I'm over here overthinking until one day, not too long ago, God turned my worries into excitement. Does that make sense? It He, he turned my worries into excitement because I was like, you know, I don't even know why I'm why, you know. I don't even know why I'm tripping. See, I'm a youth pastor. I could use those terms. I don't even know why I'm worried, you know? I mean, here I am. But what's exciting is not what the process of what we're going through, but the end result that's coming. Because when God is in the middle of the situation and God is at work, everything that God does is the best. He does it well, and it excites me. I'm over here. I was over here. I'm excited to see what's going to be the new chapter of our lives as a church, you know? Because God is the one who brings. And before he brings, before he pours that fresh water into his glass, he's cleaning it up. He's cleaning it up. So, so here's Philip. He goes to the man with the high rank. And he just goes. God is telling him, Look, go to that cherry. I just hang out there for a minute. And when Philip asks this man, he says, Hey, do you know what you're reading? Do you understand what it is that you have in front of you? The response of this man is mind blowing. I'm over here thinking that this guy says, Wow, How, thank you for asking. Thank you for being here because I have no clue what I'm reading, because nobody is here to teach me. Hmm, okay. You know, that gives me a that, that gives me the sense that I have a responsibility to God. Do you know how many people around our community knows about God's existence but have no clue what his word says? Has no clue what his word means? Has no and here we are this big church around this rising community And God has placed us here to be the church that will reach the community to know who Jesus Christ is. He is preparing the way. You know, wait till Fall Fest. Wait till Fall Fest. Did you know that we had one family come to our Sunday service because of the yard sale? Hey, you know what? I'm going to say that again, man. We have one family coming to Skyland Latino, product of the yard sale. The yard sale where we rocked the charts and sales and a monsoon fell upon us. But we rocked it. We were drenched. We were cold, but we were happy. We were sick, but we were happy. We were happy. You know, God has placed us here to be his representative here for the people that lives around here. So when somebody comes, be ready because they're going to come asking a lot of questions. You've heard the questions. Tell me about this church. What kind of church is this? What do you have to offer? And we have opportunities. The opportunity that Philip had at the moment, because when this man asked the question, what is he talking about? What is this? This is what it says. Who is he and what is he talking about? And you know what, you know what really amazes me? How Philip took that letter from the prophet Isaiah to connect them to Jesus Christ. To Jesus Christ. As the man is listening to what, what Philip is explaining to him about Christ, I'm over here just thinking in my imagination that this guy's spirit was shaking. He was like, you know what? Oh, my gosh, this is great. This is great. This is amazing. I'm over here thinking that Philip is saying, you know, the Jesus that this word is talking about, the, the prophet that this, Bible, that this word is talking about, this actually happened. The king of kings went to that cross. The king of kings died on that cross. The king of kings is alive today. He resurrected and he sits in the throne of the father and he is here today. This is those he's talking about and he did it because he loves you and he wants to save you because he wants you to live in heaven forever. What a great story. It's an amazing story. I'm over here thinking that this guy was shaking. I remember, if I put myself in the place of that guard, it reminds me of the day that I met Jesus for the first time. Because when it was like so, I mean, guys, I tell you, when I was listening to that message for the first time, and this guy was just connecting the dots of scripture, of verse, and going all the way to connect them to the cross of Calvary. I was shaking. I was shaking. I said, man, you better make that call. Make that altar call because I am moving forward. I am going. I was sick of feeling sick. I was sick of feeling of, of, of I was sick of the daily hangovers. I was sick of the daily intoxication in my own body I was sick of feeling sick that day on that good Friday when I met Jesus for the first time was the first time I experienced healing that was the first time I experienced freedom that was the first time because God used one man one man to come that good Friday to that particular church to speak to me ain't God awesome he is great. And not only that, when we look at this story, you know, God did not send Philip to just go to this great coliseum, this great church. You're going to be the guest preacher. He sent them for this one guy, this one particular guy. The Bible says that when this man believed the word that was being spoken to him, when that word was being spoken, he believed the message from Philip. He turned his, he opened his heart to Christ. And he says, what do I need to do to, do to be baptized? In other words, he was saying, I am ready to be transformed to the image of Christ. I am ready to, to symbolize the death of my own past life, and to be reborn a new creature in Jesus Christ. The moment that baptism took place, the Bible says that they parted ways. Philip left, never to be seen by this unit again. This word teaches me, this word teaches me that God uses a specific time with specific people for a specific purpose at times we don't know the why but God does the end result is coming I'm going to ask the praise team to come forward and I want to share something To close this out back in 2001 in the month of it was about the month of May more or less I was in my house in Puerto Rico thinking to myself you know I I own this house this is my house It's been paid for. I don't pay rent. I don't pay mortgage. My car is paid for. I was sitting in the balcony, drinking coffee with my beautiful wife. And I was saying, and we were talking about, you know, we will never leave this island. (laughs) Whoo, boy, was God cracking up. He said, you watch. The next day, I got a visit from a friend of mine. His name was William Tua. William comes up to my house and he says, Brother, I drove all the way to your house because I felt from the Lord that you need to reach a community for Christ and it's not going to be here. It's not going to be here. I'll give you two options, he says. He said, I'll give you Texas. Or Atlanta. I never knew what Atlanta was. I wasn't. I didn't feel Texas. The reason I chose Atlanta was because my brother was stationed in Alabama, and I said that's closer than Texas. That was my. That was me. I thought that the whole process of going to seminary and all that it was going to take a while. But God opened doors quickly i mean it was just a matter of days since i turned in paperwork it's a matter of days and all of a sudden i'm in that airplane it was on august 16th the very first time von marie was five years old kiki was 13 months and here i am in this airplane i was just i was a mess because i separating from my family was not cool and I was just heartbroken because my girls were little. And Stephanie was about 11 years old. And, and, and leaving them behind, uh, not knowing. I didn't have a job lined up. I had nothing. I didn't even have family here. And all of a sudden, in that airplane, I had no idea where I was going. Nothing. It was just like an, a, a, a journey with no end. When I get to Atlanta, to a place that I've never seen before, this one gentleman comes up to me, and he looks at me, and he says, hey, uh, are you Pastor Rodriguez? Boy, I said, brother, I don't know who you are, but let me give you a hug. You know? Let me give you a hug. He takes me from the airport, takes me to the house where I was going to be staying. I'm thinking, I'm going to a room, you know, I gotta behave. It was an empty house in Lawrenceville. The owner, the owner of that house is a, he has a roofing company. And in that roofing, he has his office, he had his office downstairs. He said, brother, this is, nobody lives that house. Use it as long as you need. I only had $300 in my pocket. I had a long list of things that I needed. And in three months, God provided everything. From cars, to house, to furniture, to a church where to serve. I mean, in in, in a matter of three months, even the plane tickets for my family... For them to move from Puerto Rico to Atlanta. Why do I say this? There's a lot more details to this story. But why do I say this? At times, we're going to see the process of what we're going through. The process that might not make sense to us. It didn't make sense to me to get on that plane and come all the way to Atlanta. I had no idea what I was going to do. But sometimes God says, just walk. Just walk. Don't worry about the end result. You just focus in listening and obeying. Because he has the end result in his hands. I'm excited to see that end result. That is the prayer, my prayer for our journey as a church. Where is your journey taking you? Do you feel that God is speaking to you in a way that you're saying, you know what? I don't know if this is the right idea. And I'm struggling to understand. You know what? That's okay. We all go through that. We all go through that not understanding what in the world we're supposed to be doing. But that's okay. We don't have to understand. We just have to continue walking. So it is my prayer today that God will bless your journey. Because when God puts us to travel, the end result is going to be always amazing. There's always a place for you to worship here. Let us continue to get excited of what God is about to do in this church. You know, you might be thinking when is this going to happen? When are we going to see this? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. We will keep on with the same excitement if it's only us three as if it is this multitude of people present here today. God is in action. He is at work. Let's pray. You know, God, I just, I'm just so thankful. I am so thankful because you are a God that's in control of everything. You're in control of my life. You're in control of every detail in our lives. You are in control. I pray for this church, Lord. I pray for this church that that you, Father, will continue to pour that fresh water into this glass. pray for each servant here today. We are just excited for what's to come. Now God we give you our journey. We put our journey in your hands. If it's if it has nothing to do with you then we're not interested in this journey. We ask Holy Spirit that you guide us, that you will bless us, that you will provide to what is necessary so we can continue our journey in your name. We might have questions. We might not hear the answers quickly, but in due time, you will send us a fill to our lives. Now, as the altar opens, church, as the altar opens, I just want you to, and what I ask of you is to just think long and hard. You might be saying, I want to give my journey to the Lord. I want to be used by God. I want to be a blessing to this community, but I just don't know how. So God, what am I supposed to do? Tell me, show me, show me. And just give it all to God and let God use you in a powerful way. We want to start by praying over you. Praying over you. To anoint you in the name of Jesus. That way, your journey will continue. The altar is open.